Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the inception of the Roland Show. So welcome. This is the first episode of my podcast. My name is Roland Bryce Green. Gave you the whole government. <laughs> so we're going deep. Um, I'm also known by my artist name, Roland the Goat. If you want to follow me on social media, my name is Roland the Goat 333 on Instagram. That's the main social media platform that I use. Um, and if you'd like to check out my music, check any digital platform and search Roland the Goat. And the name of the project is The Stylings of a Lit Poet. Moving forward, I'm also going to be dropping another album soon, which is called The Walls Are Caving In. So be looking out for that as well. Yeah, so that being said, I make music, and I've been bodybuilding for about 11 years at this point. So, yeah, those are things I'm interested in. That being said, I wanted to do the first podcast by myself without having any guests, just to kind of get a feel for what the experience was going to be like and also just kind of like go off on a tangent and just kind of like let people know what I'm about and just kind of like I guess share my energy and just kind of like put my energy out there before I got like other people involved but moving forward I definitely do plan on getting other people involved and what I'm thinking and although this obviously subject to change is kind of like a Joe Rogan-esque podcast in the sense that I want to have it be like a freeform conversation, even if that's just me. But, um, and basically I'm just going to number it like episode one through however many episodes we do. And hopefully you guys like it and it's valuable to you and you fuck with it and get some type of, uh, enjoyment out of it. So you guys rock with it and I'll keep doing it. So, uh, that being said, yeah, I'm just going to fucking go off on a tangent and just keep talking and just kind of like see see where this takes me so basically had to drink some water so basically um today i just got back from the grocery store and prior to the grocery store i had gone to the gym i had trained with my brother and i had trained with someone named, well, their name doesn't really matter, basically trained with my brother and another friend of ours. So he basically is into working out, but he basically liked the results that I've achieved. Um, And he basically wanted to train with me to basically kind of like have that experience and basically, hmm, how can I say this? Basically wanted to have that experience so he could expand where he currently is to like get closer ideally to the physique that he is aspiring to if that makes sense so that being said it was actually a great session um it was really great we ended up training for probably about three and a half hours and i don't know if it's possible uh i haven't really looked into the features of the app to like add the workout to this or like how any of that's really going to play out but anyway i'll just kind of like go over like the gist of like the workout but What I do is, and just for context, like what I do is like 
bodybuilding style training. I consider it like functional bodybuilding style training, like high, higher volume. That's kind of like how I would describe my training style. But anyway, we ended up doing uh, chest, arms, legs, and calves. So what that workout looked like today, um, I'm going to go off on the top of my head, even though I do have it saved in my notes just because I don't want to like stop the recording of the podcast or anything, assuming it would stop. But anyway, uh, so we did like seven sets of dumbbell presses. We pyramided up in weight, begin, <clears throat> excuse me, beginning at 40 to um, like 80 pounds. And basically... They both went to 90 pounds, but I haven't done heavy dumbbells in a while. So I just, you know, decided to be humble and be honest with myself. I tried to get them up, couldn't do it, you know, didn't beat myself up. It is what it is. So basically, after my first set with the 80s, I just did another set with the 80s. Basically to like get my nervous system like acclimated to the weight and just get my body used to it again. Because I haven't done dumbbell presses um, really in years. Um... And I haven't really gone heavy with my training recently, especially due to like quarantine and like not being in a gym um, and just things of that nature. No excuses. I trained literally through the entire quarantine consistently as if nothing changed by just doing uh, pull-ups at home and just like, you know, calisthenics, body weight, stuff of that nature. But anyway, I don't make any excuses. I stayed in shape the entire time. Point being though, I hadn't trained uh, that particular exercise, so I wasn't as strong in it as I used to be so I just you know I didn't you know beat myself up about it or like feel any type of way like my younger brother was stronger than me on it that's cool um and the other gentleman was stronger than me on that as well and you know no ego involved and I even was telling them like dude like as long as we all show up and do our best like that's literally all that matters we're here to get better together like none of that ego shit that shit is dumb like I I couldn't do it today like, I will be able to do it. But like I was saying, basically, like, I wanted to get my nervous system, like, acclimated to the heavier weight. So I just stuck with um, 80 pounds again. <clears throat> and that being said, I've done heavy dumbbells in the past. And, like, the best, my personal best, like, a PR that I remember hitting in the past was, like, 100-pound dumbbells for 16 reps. So I know that if I train it consistently anyway and work at it, I'll be able to not only reach that, but I've currently done in the past, but um, exceed that. So that's exciting. So I got excited because it's not, <clears throat> because it's, excuse me, it's an opportunity to grow. So basically, we pyramided up to the heaviest weight that we could do for like ten reps. Um, and I like that philosophy. Just pyramid up, you know kind of like do a system check, make sure everything is good, see how you feel today, gauge it, you know, but also get your body, nervous system warmed up, get acclimated, you know, get warmed up. So by the time you're like at the heavyweights, you're ready for the heavyweights, heavyweights type deal. And you could say like, okay, uh, you're pre-exhausting yourself at the same time. I, I could see that. And yeah, I could totally see that. But in a sense, I feel like depending on your warm up in my opinion, it's better to train that way just to like actually get acclimated to the heavy weights. Cause if you just go straight for like your max, which I'm not a powerlifter, so I'm not sure if powerlifters do that. I just feel like you may not be like as ready to tackle those weights. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like sex. 
it's like, yeah, you, I guess you can just like get naked and have sex. But like, I consider the pyramid sets like foreplay because you're getting ready, but you're also getting in some reps. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, you're like gauging and seeing like how you feel for the day as well. And I like the pyramid up, you know, stick with the heavy weights, you know, hit a couple sets of that. And like, if I was doing like more volume, if my body was acclimated to doing more volume, I would literally basically like how I used to do it was when I was doing dumbbells really heavy and really consistently, which eh, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. Um, even though they did feel good today, but if I do decide to like, can, eh, I actually probably will stick with the dumbbells. Felt good. But anyway, I like to pyramid up in weight, go to my heaviest weight, and then do um, basically like three to four, like what I would consider like working sets with that heaviest weight. So like, for example, like I think around the time I was doing the hundreds for like a good amount of reps, I would basically start around like 40, 50, 60, somewhere within that range, and then do 10 reps all the way up to... Um, to my heaviest weight and then I would stick with the heaviest weight for uh, a couple sets and do as many reps as I could and it's interesting because like depending on kind of the nature of the workout sometimes I won't count those first sets and I'll consider them like warm-up sets but then like today for example since I'm not acclimated to those weights I actually do like count those sets but that being said like if all this makes sense anyway I like the pyramid up you know, get some good reps, get some high volume, but also get those heavy weights as well. Get some good quality reps with those as well. And then I like to pyramid back down. So for example, I would go from like 40 and then we went to 80. Did max reps. I think I got like, realistically, I think I got like, to be honest, I think I got six reps with the 80s, if I remember correctly, somewhere, yeah six and then on the second set um this is very humbling <laughs> i had to have basically a spot to where my brother had his hands on my elbows to help me stabilize the weight and i think i got five reps um with the 80s on the second set but the whole time emphasizing form you know what i mean so basically like making sure the form is good not compromising the form and just making sure that that's all on point because the whole point is to get better and not to do any ego shit just for the sake of getting the weight up, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, that being said, after that, um, so we pyramided up a couple sets, then we pyramided back down, ended up being about like seven sets total, if I remember correctly. And that in itself, like, it's not a competition or a comparison, obviously, and everyone's training for different things, but that is a good amount of volume. And honestly, like, that may be a lot more volume than like most people like do that are maybe like on a more casual level with like health and fitness. Um, I personally, like I said, I've been bodybuilding for not professionally and that was due to like, due to fear ironically and limiting beliefs, but I'll save that, con <laughs> I'll save that topic. Um, but basically I've been training, I've been in the gym, I've been involved in the gym since I'm, since I was 14. I'm 25 now. And if you want to uh, check out my pictures or 
Also, if you want to train with me <laughs> after checking out my pictures, uh, DM me on Instagram. It's Roland the Goat three three three. Shameless plug. I'm here to serve. <laughs> but that being said, uh, after that we went to the bench press and we got some basically what I would consider like accessory work just like you know getting some good volume in after touching the heavy weights and that's kind of like what i like to do it's like i pick a movement i know that is like the bread and butter like a compound and i fucking i like german volume training which is like 10 sets of 10 like pick a weight you can do 10 sets of 10 reps with like it's still a good weight but like you know with the amount of volume you're doing you're gonna be taxing yourself but i like to like also get the you know get that heavy weight as well and i feel like that's what acclimates your body to you you know your joints your tendons your ligaments uh your nervous system and the muscle to like really develop it in a really powerful way and really create like a really functional like frankly like beast of a human being like and like i said i like to do like functional style training so basically pick um, pick a movement, do a lot of volume with that movement. Like how Chris Jones says, shout out to Chris Jones, make sweet love to that movement, movement. Just give it, give it all you got, get a lot of volume with that, but then pick an accessory. So even though most people do like bench press first, and I typically would do that too, if I was training bench heavy, I literally just began my first test workout with the demos was actually earlier this week. And then my first uh bench press workout was back anyway after not benching for a couple for and not consistently probably for like <clears throat> i haven't benched consistently in a couple of years i don't think anyway but anyway that being said um i hit 135 my first chest workout back for a couple sets like i think i did like five sets of 10 was sore after that ended up hitting another session later that week with my brother or early than next week um and forgive me if i'm like mixing up dates and like if this isn't coherent or cohesive as far as like timelines because i'm just going off like on a tangent um and this is all for the sake of context as well but anyway end up doing 185 for like like five i think and I'm not going to go into that whole workout, but, like, I'm just saying, like, I weigh 183. I think I hit 185 for, like, five, so I was able to hit my body weight for a good amount of reps. Um, and then I, the heaviest I went up to was, like, 225 for two, which, based on, like, me being 183 and not benching consistently, um, even though I have been training and, like, not doing, like, really any heavy uh, presses and really haven't even really been training chest consistently just because, like, frankly, and not to be, like, complaining... Like, I've been, my, sh- my left shoulder's been bothering me with, like, pressing movements, and that's, like, the reasoning behind that. But, like, that being said, I was, I was happy with those numbers. I was happy with the performance. And that's why I said, like, it really is going to kind of depend, like, if I continue to, like, do pressing movements depending on how the shoulder feels. But we'll see how it goes. But anyway, back to the main point. Uh, we did five sets of ten on the bench press, which I was actually surprised. One, that I was able to go as heavy as I went today. As far as my body not being conditioned or acclimated for those numbers, I was actually really proud of that. I would consider all those things uh, the 60s for 10 
uh, the 70s for 10 and the 80s for, I believe, five or six, yeah, six first set, five second set. Um, when literally the workout prior to that with dumbbells, the heaviest I was able to go was like 55s. And like, I struggled with that. Granted, I only got four hours of sleep the night before. So take that into consideration. That definitely plays a role. But that being said, I was happy with that performance. I was happy I was able to hit five sets of uh, 10 on the bench press with relative ease. I think I did like 12 reps in the last set. I was feeling it. Um, after that, we did a hammer strength chest press machine. Just one plate on each side. It was like like five sets uh, to a failure. And mind you, like I'm going to be real. I was getting like literally like four to six reps at that point because I was fatigued. Like I literally felt my nervous system like, like, yeah, just, it was like a no go. <laughs> it wasn't even like muscle failure. It was just like, my body was like, Hey bro, like that's cool. But like, I'm not quite there yet, which I respected, you know, I've, I've been in the game for a long time and I've, I kind of like know my body and like, kind of like know the ups and downs and like kind of know how to gauge it. And like, I respect that, you know? And, uh, once again, like my brother and, uh, Alonzo, they were like outperforming me just like, frankly, and to be real, like no excuses. It is what it is. Like, I don't feel bad about it. You know, I'm humble, you know, that humbled me. It just, you know, I'm just motivated to like continue getting better and be my best. I, uh, yeah. So that being said, after that, we got that good volume in. As you can see, I, I like volume, like big advocate, big proponent of volume with the training. Like, I believe like, yeah, go as heavy as you can with perfect form for the max amount of reps you can get and focus on the contraction. Like I like to do like a two second contraction, like at the end of every rep, like best case scenario. But anyway, kind of like part of my training philosophy, but after that, we did some dumbbell flies. I think we did like four or five sets of that. Um, we did like a really heavy weight. So we ended up going to failure on every set, but that only was about like 10 reps, 10, 12 reps on each set. <clears throat> Excuse me. That being said, same thing, just, you know, executing with the heaviest weight we could with perfect form while contracting the muscle. Because like I was explaining to the guys today, in my opinion, it's all about time under tension. It's all about contracting the muscle. It's not about just moving the weight or going through the motion. It's about putting that resistance on the muscle for as long as possible so that you create that growth. And the more that you contract the muscle and the better your mind-muscle connection is, the more growth you're gonna get. And I would consider the mind-muscle connection just basically like how well are you able to contract that muscle, you know? And I think that's gonna like dictate like a lot of the results you get. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger said like, he was really able to like put, he said like put his mind into his bicep and he like really enjoyed that. So basically he was able to focus all his energy and attention like while performing curls into his bicep. And he was able to make a lot of growth that way. And like a lot of people, they'll be training back and they say like they can't feel it. Well, if you can't feel it, are you performing the movement, movement correctly? Are you contracting the muscle? Are you getting everything you can get out of that movement? 
probably not if that's the case. So I'm big on executing with perfect form against the most resistance that you can, which is the weight for as long as possible, time under tension. But that being said, I think we did like four sets of that. Um, we did four sets of that. And on the last set, we did a double drop set. <clears throat> I like to do drop sets. I really like to do drop sets. Like I'm thinking about like my training and like they're considered like intensity techniques. Like I'm drawing a blank as far as like other intensity techniques. Um, I know, I think some people call it like an AMRAP, like we're on your last set. Well, it's kind of like the same thing. You just go to failure on your last set. But I, I am like, well, actually that's not the same thing. I had lost my train of thought for a second, but I'm super big on drop sets. And a lot of times on drop sets, I'll incorporate other so-called intensity techniques. The names and labels and shit really don't matter. I'm just trying to like give people context who like aren't involved in bodybuilding. I'm really fucking big on like getting in as much volume as you can against that resistance like i was saying but like i think you just get the best of both worlds like you get like with the way i like to train and i'm not trying to like sell my training like or like make it feel or make it sound like i have like the greatest training philosophy none of those things i'm just giving my perspective obviously and i'm open to like entertain new ideas and like other styles of training and like try new things and i actually want to because i've cultivated this style like over the last 11 years, and I've been really wanting to get into like different styles and different types of training, like just for that reason to like add more tools to my toolkit and be more uh, diverse, dynamic and well-rounded. But anyway, I'm a huge drop set advocate. So like uh, you do like your straight sets. So like the four sets, like I said, like we did focus on form contraction, you know, get a good ass pump, um, nothing like a good chest pump. Uh, and then we did that double drop set, same thing still focusing on good form, still focusing on contraction. And especially with drop sets when you're doing like really heavy, really high volume, I do give myself and, uh, and the guys some leeway, you know, like, okay, if it's fucking this, the last couple reps on, this, on the first or second drop set and you just got to pump it out because your shit has so much lactic acid build up, built up in it that it's just burning and it's on fire and you can't really uh, contract it as much and you just got to kind of pump it out it's like you're i was gonna say you know excuse my french and like excuse my language but fuck it like if you listen to me i like to swear a lot uh i swear a lot but anyway it's like you're about in like reference like a lot of like shit that some people may not be comfortable with so heads up if you got like you know a kid in the room where you don't want to hear like these types of like explicit references like now's your chance to dip but anyway it's like you're about to come basically and you're like four strokes away from coming so <laughs> <laughs> so I understand it's like when you're about to come you're not fucking slowing down and like taking your time you're like oh shit like like that frantic <laughs> that frantic shit sets in so like that's completely understandable but that's in the context of uh doing the drop sets but anyway I like to do drop sets and I like to go to failure on the drop sets a lot of times so like I'm like okay I already got my good work in with the heavy weight, I've already done my straight sets. My form was good. I know I got a lot out of that, but like doing the drop set is just like you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and doing it to failure is really 
just taking it to like another level. And I'm all about that because I feel like I've been in the gym so long and I've like, I've had to, I've done all these things for years that like I really have to push myself to like get to the next level and to get that growth because like, I'm not saying like I'm a professional, although I kind of am a professional, but it's not about that. But the point I'm making is Michael Jordan and Kobe, yeah, they were still, rest in peace to Kobe, they were still focusing on the basics. They were still mastering the basics, but they weren't just like some guy off the street getting beginner gains. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had to be like more intentional and be willing to push themselves outside of their comfort zone to get like more benefit and understanding, with the understanding that the gains were going to be smaller but incremental later in the journey, if that makes sense. Because think about it, like LeBron's not just going to get 30% better is the point I'm making. He's LeBron, so he might, you know what I'm saying? But like, he's looking to get that 1% better every day is the point I'm making. And like, that's what I'm trying to do with the drop sets, especially to failure. So like, for example, I will do... On my drop set, I'll do as many reps as I can. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I may go into, I, I'm not going to put the cables down in the context of doing the cable, uh, the cable flies. But like sometimes like, okay, say I'm on my first drop set and I was able to do 10, but I'm like really feeling it. I'm really like into it. I will fucking, I won't let the weights go, but I'll rest with the cables in my hand, but I'm still in that position. Or I might rest in a contracted state. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a hack. It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm still active within that set because I technically am, although I did take a break to give myself that little bit of leeway so I could take a break, take a breather per se, and knock out a couple more reps. And I let, and I like the idea, like I'll give an example, outside of the context of this workout, uh, cable curls. Like on cable curls, like the other day, I was doing a couple sets. And basically, on every set, I went to failure. So I was doing a weight that was heavy for me, and say I'm like rep eight, I felt like I couldn't do anymore. At that point, I didn't put the bar down cable curls so i have the bar in my hand still but i'm in the uh the opposite of the contracted position i don't know what that's called so the bar is just resting my arms are in a, a resting position but i'm holding the bar so basically i stop at eight i take a breather i you know mentally i go inside and i tell myself like okay like we're not pulling any punches like no more holding back like i did the eight and like I probably looked calm and poised and cool and like whatever, even though it's not about that. But like at that point, that's when I'm like, okay, fuck it. I call it taking the gloves off. Like I'm like, okay, I'm taking the fucking gloves off. Like we're about to, shit's about to get messy. We're about to fucking take it there. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I start fucking, I tell myself like, bro, let the fucking beast out. Like no more fucking playing. You know what I'm saying? Like we're about to make, we're about to fucking grow. You know what I'm saying? 
So I take the fucking gloves off mentally and that's when I fucking, I give it all I got. You know, like I said, I felt like I couldn't do any more after eight. Took that little bit of breather, took that little bit of a breather, told myself like, bro, let's fucking go. Hit that mental switch, took the gloves off. And then with that little bit of a, a break as well and that little bit of like mental like ramp up or mindset, shit, whatever you want to call it. Then I begin to go into the next couple of reps, which is where the real growth is. Like Muhammad Ali said, he didn't count the crunches until it started to burn. So basically, then I knock out as many reps as I can from there. And mind you, like, I do that ninth rep. And it's hard and it's heavy. But I'm still keeping perfect form. I'm still being mindful of that. I'm still contracting the muscle. I'm still doing my best. But at that point, I'm fucking grunting like... Like, even today at the gym, for example, back within the context of that workout, I was grunting loud as a motherfucker, like, loud as a motherfucker, like, let it out. It's proven that that's helpful, and, like, some, like, Planet Fitness, like, shuns that, which is, like, which is their business model, so I respect that. But, like, for me, it's, like, I'm not worried about what anyone thinks about me because I'm there to get better. So, at that point, I'm fucking grunting, and I'm taking my time. Okay, I do nine. Fuck. Okay, that was, you know, I'm grunting, I'm doing the whole nine. I do fucking... 10 same shit i'm grunting but i'm still i'm not breaking form no matter what i'm not breaking form no matter fucking what you know what i'm saying but i'm grunting and i'm giving that shit everything i got so every i'm not gonna fucking imitate that but every fucking rep i'm fucking growling and i'm sounding like a wild animal and i'm doing whatever it takes to get that motherfucker up and then say from eight i get to 12 reps but i just grew on all of those 12 reps you know what i mean so then from there, I like to do drop sets. You know what I'm saying? So basically, I cut to it. And, oh, and I, I don't even think I explained what a drop set, drop set is. I may or may not have. I can't recall. But a drop set is basically when you go from a heavy weight or no, your current weight and cut to a lighter weight. So basically, you go from the set you're currently doing, you drop the weight and you go immediately into your next set. So basically... I went into a drop set from that position. So basically, I used that little hack like, okay, I'm going to push myself to the max on this set, which I like to do, especially with like biceps, because it's like, it's safe. You're in a fixed, you're in a fixed position. You can just let go of the bar if it becomes too much. You're not like under a fucking 365 pound bench or anything like that. It's safe. Um, obviously, like use context and like logic when it comes to like these techniques. But like, then I just drop the weight and then I will just pump it out to like absolute failure. Like say I cut the, say I'm at like 120 pounds and like say that's heavy for me, I'll cut it to like 80. And then, yeah, the form is good, but I'm not worried about contracting it at that point because I'm, I'm already like so far outside of my comfort zone. Like I, I know I'm breaking the muscle down. I know I'm getting growth. I know I'm already pumped and like all that good shit. So then I just fucking rep it out to absolute failure. You know what I mean? So that being said, and I know I'm going off on a tangent, and once again, excuse me if uh, if like, if it's not like coherent, but, uh, but yeah, this is episode number one of the Roland Show, and we will get, when I say we, I mean you and me, the listeners, we will uh, get better as we go along because this is new for me. I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone, but I really uh, wanted to do this because I felt, I felt called to do this. And I had a couple people 
um, a couple of people say that I should do this. And I had a conversation with someone I really respect and care about and love recently. And uh, they mentioned it and that just really, that just drove it home. But anyway, uh, that being said, damn, lost my train of thought. <laughs> Episode one of the Rolling Show. <laughs> oh yeah, so we did the cable flies with the double drop set. And then from the double drop set, we got into arms. Um, for arms, what we did was, what did we do? A superset. So we did dumbbell hammer curls, superset it with dumbbell skull crushers. Um, so lying skull crushers, excuse me. So it was like probably four sets of that roughly, probably four sets of the dumbbell skull crushers roughly, um, about about 10 to 12 reps, somewhere in that range. And then for some reason, assuming it was probably because tri, tri meaning three, three muscles, most people are typically stronger with their triceps just due to there being another muscle and it being a larger muscle group than uh, biceps, bi meaning two heads of the muscle, bicep. <clears throat> it's a very small muscle like a baseball. The tricep is literally the uh, entire back of your arm. Actually, uh, damn, I just explained that, but it's interesting because for some reason, I was able to do more curls than I was tricep extensions. And now I see why it just clicked. Of course, it's because my triceps were pre-exhausted, meaning the muscle was already fatigued from the workload we had already done. They were exhausted from the, the heavy pressing on uh, the other chest movements, the first three movements I, I explained. So that actually makes perfect sense. So I was only able to hit the uh, roughly around like 10 reps for the triceps um, during the superset, which is cool because that's what I like to call blew out. Meaning like, I think I got that from my dad. My dad used to work out and he would say like when he got like a crazy pump, like his shit was blew out. So yeah, my shit, <laughs> my triceps were blew out. So I just did the best I could without breaking form as many reps as I could. Like I said, like, you know, growling on the last couple reps let it all out whatever the fuck i gotta do to get those fucking reps um which works like a charm so if there's an increase in uh people growling like werewolves and shit at the gym um in the country if this uh podcast becomes popular and uh, people take this advice um shit i take full responsibility oh and that would be fucking awesome like if this motivates people to like become more involved in like health and fitness especially people who aren't involved in that, that would be fucking awesome. Um, either way, it's awesome. But anyway, then I did uh, the hammer curls like I was talking about, but I was able to get like 15 reps on the hammer curls. But so, it's funny because it's all mental. Because I think on my first like two sets or so, I hit like the 15 I hit like 15 reps for the hammer curls but on one of the sets like I just said fuck it and just like really really just to like push myself and really just like it's not a competition like like I said they're stronger than me they were stronger than me on uh, certain movements and were able to do more which is all good it's all love it's it's a friendly competition because we're pushing each other. We're all getting better together. Steel sharpened steel. Shout out to Mike Rashid. Like, and everyone has different strengths and weaknesses, and we're all at different places in our journey. But like, 
arms are kind of like my specialty and I just knew I could get more out of myself even like for yeah for some reason you just you know I just was like fuck it I'm just gonna do 20 so I like really pushed myself and got like 20 on the third or fourth set which was lit um I'm always happy about that this is fucking this was a fucking great workout hit a lot of PRs within this workout and I I say PRs because although I have benched uh 315 pounds before in the past 365 and hit like other numbers on certain things I'm not a power lifter I'm not saying that's like impressive especially for like the body weight I was at but like for me it was impressive and those were goals that I had so I'm proud of that but um now that I'm at a lighter weight like I don't think I have been able to like do certain things at the weight I'm at basically what I'm saying is like okay me being further in the journey but being at a lighter weight and being stronger at a lighter weight like that's the space I'm getting into now which is exciting like okay I was if I'm doing if I'm getting to the space where I'm hitting the same numbers I was when I was like 240 not like obese 240 I'm six I'm six feet uh I'm 183 now but like I'm getting in the rain like I'm getting close to and like I want to get to like where I'm as strong or stronger at a lighter weight but more functional and healthy like it's all about growth and progression I don't want to lose the point I was trying to make but uh but yeah this shit a lot of this shit is just mental like you can hit that mental override and just like decide like Michael Hearn says you fucking just pick your number like I pick my number but I know if I got some more in the tank and I can take it there, it's like, bro, the, the, like, like my old coach, Greg Mayer used to say, shout out to him. He's like, what are you saving it for? It's like, bro, if you could fucking take it there without getting hurt, like, yeah, fucking take it there. That's the entire point. Um, yeah, so I hit those reps. <clears throat> so we hit that superset. Um, and then we did another superset. We did a movement I really love that I haven't done in a long time. We did a uh, single arm cable curls. A lot of people do them at the same time, but I just did them uh, one at a time because I feel like you get a better range of motion because I got a pretty long uh, wingspan and I was in between the two ta- uh, cable towers, whatever the fuck that shit's called, whatever. But if you um, like to do them together, do them, at, do them together obviously at the same time. We superseded that with Easy Bar, which is just, I call it an Easy Bar. I believe that's what it's called. It could be wrong. The Crooked, uh, the crooked Bar. For tricep pushdowns, and we did the closer grip as opposed to the wider grip overhand, and that was super set. That was super set as well. Five sets of twenty, and a super set is when you go from one exercise directly into the other. So we went directly from skull crushers with the dumbbells, no rest, straight into curls, and you do the you know however many reps you can get. We did ten, about ten with the uh, dumbbell skull crushers straight into uh, like 15 to 20 reps for the dumbbell curls. Um, and doing all of that, that is one set. So we did that like four times, I believe. And then we did five for the, uh, for the second superset, which once again was, which was the cable curls, single arm cable curl, um, which is not, not the pulley was not um, at the bottom of the whatever that thing is called the tower it was kind of like you're pulling your arm 
you're pulling your hand to your face like you're doing a front double bicep like that one not not like the regular curling motion but those are great too but anyway I did five sets of 20 superset on that and I love superset because you I love supersets because it's so intense you know what I mean like you I feel like you're really conditioning your nervous system to become a badass like like think about it if okay yeah doing like the skull crushers with the dumbbells would have been a completely different uh, it would have been a completely different vibe different feel and probably different results without going directly into the uh the dumbbells because it wouldn't have been as intense it was a uh, you'd have more rest you know what i mean it'd be more casual and that's another intensity uh technique superset supersets i love i love that shit um yeah so we did arms my brother had to leave at that point shout out to Caleb um he had some stuff to do so he went and uh, did his thing. So it was me and uh, the other gentleman I was training with today at that point. Um, then at that point, we got into legs. So we did five sets of five barbell squats. Um, have not squatted consistently in like a year. When I got back into the gym after COVID, like... I started with leg press and kind of stuck with leg press and hack squats. Um, and bar hack squats are great. Leg press is cool, great. But barbell squats are a whole different feel. I feel like it taxes the nervous system different. Um, I, th I think, in my personal opinion, I like dumbbells and barbells and, uh, and cables over... over machines but I like I feel like the dumbbells and barbells are like your bread and butter and then the cables are like for accessory work because I, I don't know man like it just feels different like if I'm squatting like bro I know I'm squatting like I'm fully present I'm fully I'm right fucking there why because there's a fucking heavy ass bar on my fucking back you know what i'm saying even on leg press it's like obviously like there's a ton of benefit you can get from leg press and i'm not shitting on leg press in any way i i literally do leg press but i'm saying it's just like i feel like you get more out of the movements where you're actually performing like the the real functional movement like like, if that makes sense, like, for example, like, you're going to get more, in my opinion, out of a deadlift, out of a bench press, or out of a dumbbell bench press, or out of a bent over row, um, than a machine, you know what I mean? And not to say, like, you can't get, like, great benefits, like, out of a machine, because you definitely can, I definitely have. Like, I started working out of Planet Fitness after, basically, I, I was training at home for, like, uh, for, like, six months, and I basically was just doing 100 push-ups a day, um, as many pull-ups as I could do, even though my pull-up game was weak at the time. Um, I was doing 100 mountain climbers and 100 crunches, and I can't remember it specifically, but that was pretty much the routine that I built my foundation on for, like, six months, so, like, yeah. 
And mind you, at the time I was 145 pounds, super scrawny. There's a picture on my Instagram account. So 100 push-ups for me was really fucking hard. I think I did like five sets of 20 or like 10 sets of 10 or some shit like that. Once again, I love those rep schemes. And then I would do 100 sets of crunches, or excuse me, 100 crunches, probably like 10 sets of 10 or five sets of 20. Um, and I'm still big on those rep schemes today, once again. And I would do like 100 mountain climbers. And, uh, and that was my foundation. That's what like conditioned my body. And then like I got into the gym, I started training at Planet Fitness, and all they had really was machines and uh, dumbbells. Well, the location I did actually did have a bench press, but they took that out of there. But I, I wasn't really, I don't think I was benching at the time like that. But anyway, I just personally feel, and everyone's different too at the same time, and I'm 100% open to that. I understand that. Um, especially when it comes to something like working out when everyone's body is different, bone structure is different, genetics are different. Um, all that good stuff. But... I just personally feel like you get more benefit out of doing like those types of movements. And I feel like my preference is always cables for like accessory work. And I feel like machines, they have their place as everything does. But like I was telling the other gentleman I was training with today, like I really don't advocate machines that much, even though there are some great ones. I think if you are going to use machines, like use hammer strength, like we did use a machine today. But, and I really don't, well, I guess cables are machines too, so, um, but yeah, just like being in a fixed position on a machine that was like made by a man that isn't like, I, I don't know, I, I like to stick to like the natural movements, like, that's why I like, you know, Okay, yeah, that, that was awkward pause for a second. <laughs> it's not your first podcast if you didn't just make an awkward pause. I feel like I'm making like an incredibly nuanced point. Um, and I'm kind of like thinking at the same time, like, is it even that deep? Like, bro, machines are cool. Like, if you fuck with machines, fuck with machines. I'm just saying, like, for me personally, I I typically haven't trained with, like, machines a lot over the years. Um and, and like the mindset behind that was basically like, I don't think it's like as beneficial to be in like a fixed position, um, which is kind of like a bodybuilding thing anyway, and like train like one aspect or one portion of a muscle. Um, I like to do more like, just more compound movements and like train with barbells and dumbbells. But I mean, to each their own one and two, like mate shit, maybe where I'm at in my journey now, I could get way more benefit from training with machines. Who knows? You know, I'm open to that. But anyway, uh, we did five sets of five barbell squats. And also, I do feel like the the, the uh, compound movements and stuff, like, they tax your nervous system more and they get your body more acclimated. And it's good to, like, do movements that are, like, actually, like, natural human, <coughs> human movements and functional. But once again, machines have their place. So, see, like, I consider myself to be, or I'm trying to be an open-minded person and I don't want to be dogmatic. Like, I'm trying to, like, look at this shit from, like, as many perspectives as I can, like. But anyway, five sets of ten on squats, which after not squatting for, like, a year or so, um, that shit was, that shit was interesting. We only went up to 135. It felt good, but, like, ah, 
it's just exciting. Like, it's just exciting. Like, I have been training, like, since COVID, or excuse me, since they opened the gyms in uh, Michigan, and I have been training during the entire COVID, but, like, training with, like, weights versus, like, calisthenics, it's different because you're, you obviously can, like, do more resistance, you know, and put, like, more stress on the body and cause, like, more growth adaptation, but I haven't done what I would consider, like, actually intentionally start, like, a new, like, training cycle, which actually means, like, okay, here are the goals, I'm gonna fucking, like, start working towards these goals, I'm gonna start a fresh training block, like, probably take a week off or two weeks before I do that and, like, go in. It kind of was just, like, a continuation of, like, training, like, just to be training, and I feel like, I feel like that distinction has to be made, because I feel like there's a huge difference, like, I got back into the gyms and I got back into the swing of training my body, but I didn't have an intention for a certain goal. It really was just like, I love working out, so I'm gonna continue working out. And now that the gyms are open, I'm gonna start working out and I'm happy with how my body looks. So it, it kind of was just like maintenance, but you're either growing or you're dying. So what I really probably was doing was just training and kind of like, um, a wavelength would look like I kind of was just kind of going like up and down and up and down but now like today's workout kind of got me excited because it's like okay like now it's time to get really intentional and like really see where I want to go and then like I can train accordingly for that and to that and obviously like keep learning and growing and adapting and changing the approach because one thing I've learned over all the years too is that one, like having a goal and being intentional is important or else you're going to be like a hamster on a wheel spinning your wheels. And then, t and obviously if you have a goal, you're excited, you're motivated, you can execute, you know the score, you know what to shoot for. And two, like Phil, he said, like every season or every year is going to be different. Like, okay, last year, all A, B, and C worked for me. But then maybe I come in this year and those exercises don't work for me or they don't feel good and the shit, and I got to like adapt, which is great. It's kind of like reading a book again, you know, say you read a book two years ago, read that same book again, you're reading it in a new unit of time, you're a different person, you're going to get something different out of that. <clears throat> so it's like, yeah, I'm a new person in a new unit of time and these things used to work for me, they no longer work for me because I'm a different person, which is cool because then it's like, okay, now time to switch it up, which is exciting. But I say all that to say like, I'm just getting excited to really get back into it intentionally and like really start growing and like really attacking this shit because I love it so much. Um, <clears throat> that being said, after the squats, we went to leg press and frankly, I was feeling, uh, <laughs> I was feeling fucking, I was feeling fucking gassed. My shit was blew out per se, you know, but we went to leg press, ended up doing uh, three sets of 10, um, then we went into calf raises, we did just three sets, um, but we're super focused on the contraction, probably, like, held every rep from, like, two to, like, five seconds, which is a hell of a contraction, that shit felt wonderful, um, <clears throat> then, excuse me, then from, uh, the calf raises, went to, uh, lying hamstring curls, did, like, five sets of 20, um, two second contraction at the end of every rep, working that leg bicep, how I like to think about it. I think uh, Mike Rashid introduced that idea to me. 
Um, shout out to the homie once again. Um, I don't even know him yet anyway, but, you know, I show love to the people who motivated and inspired me and helped me get to where I got to. And uh, that's, that's literally all I'm here to do. And the funny thing is, like, this is not even intended to be, like, a fitness podcast at all. Like, I just, like, set the intention to, like, add as much value to you guys as humanly possible, like, and just, like, just be me and just, like, share who I am with the world and, like, what I know and what I think I know with the world, you know? Because, like, people, multiple people told me that they felt that I should. So if 10 people tell you you can sing really well, maybe you can be the next Taylor Swift or Rihanna, you know what I'm saying? And not like saying, like, I think of myself in that way. I'm just like saying like, okay, if people are telling me I can do some shit that's gonna help some other people. And I, and I, you know, shit, like, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know that through service, like, there's reciprocity, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not doing this with the intention to get something, but it's like, okay, if you put good out, you get good back. And when you put good out, you feel good because you're helping other people. And then on some energetic shit, it seems that good shit seems to happen to you. So like, I'm all about that. I believe in win-win situations, like Napoleon Hill said, shout out to him. Um, and also, frankly, like, holy shit, I'm 53 minutes in already? Let's go. This is exciting. I, this is my first time doing this, but based on like how much I'm enjoying just talking into my phone, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm, I mean, I plan on keeping it up anyway, but like, I'm actually really enjoying this. So I'm glad that those people suggested that they think I should do this. I'm grateful for that. Um, anyway, so we did five sets of 20 on the lying hamstring curl. Yeah, and don't fucking do shit with the expectation of getting shit, because like Gary B said, that makes you a piece of shit, that makes you a dick. But it's like understanding once again that like, I wanted to serve people and want to add as much value to people as humanly possible, because I know that's the right thing to do, and I know that like, I've got information um, that can like help people, and I want to share that shit, because it's the right thing to do. Um, because I wouldn't be where I'm at if people like Chris Jones and Mike Rashid and, uh, and some of the people closest to me and like all my friends, shout out to all my brothers, uh, if they wouldn't help me, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So it's literally just about helping each other, bro. And if people are like, oh, you, you could probably help some people. All right, let's fucking help some people then. Um, but anyway, five to 20 lying hamstring curls, uh, 10 second squeeze on the last rep. Um, then we did <clears throat> leg extensions. I think we only did three sets, but we were holding, we were contracting every rep, like every rep there was like a really good contraction, probably for like five to 10 seconds, because once again, go back to the lingo, uh, the jargon, <laughs> our quads were fucking blew out at that point from the work that we had done with the other exercises. Uh, blew out once again, meaning just fucking super pumped. But once again, like Mike Rashid said, I have a similar philosophy. My shit would be super pumped, and I just I just keep working out. <laughs> like obviously, like there is like you can like overtrain and like they have heart rate monitors and shit for that. Like I haven't looked into any of that, but I'm just like aware of those like things. And like you definitely can like do too much and like burn yourself out and like fry your nervous system. Excuse me, fry your nervous system, which you'll know based on like how you feel. Like drained and shit and some people say like 
that one guy Joe Rogan had on this podcast who said like you should be dancing out of the gym and like have a lot of energy. I think there's credence to like a lot of that, but like I like to train really hard and I think that like if you condition your body over time to be able to like handle like really high training volume and training really hard, like like a lot of bodybuilders and like a lot of fighters and just like a lot of people who get after it, like you can increase that threshold and it's kind of like you know, you're going to be a different person in your journey and be able to do different things in year 10 if you've done it consistently than you could in year two just like anything else like once you develop and cultivate that skill set you can do more you know whether it's like learning or anything and like anything you're committed to as far as like mastery and you're like in that process like that it's all about growth and progression and expansion but anyway then we did the three sets of the leg extensions um, contracted every rep, just super focused on the form. Um, uh, and on the last, on the second set, on the last rep, I held it <clears throat> so I can add the I, my quads contracted for sixty seconds. Damn! Excuse me, guys. I gotta get some fucking water. got like a tickle in my throat. Hope I'm not getting sick. <clears throat> anyway, excuse me. On the third set, I decided to do 100 reps. And mind you, like I said, we weren't going super heavy at that point. So that was appropriate, but I just wanted to push myself and see if I could do it. And I have done that before, like on my last set, just do 100 reps and not let go of... Uh, whatever accessory I was using to like execute and just like, you know, keep the intensity on and just stay focused and just get after it. But um, that being said, I did 100 reps. I was able to do that successfully. And then on the 100th rep, uh, held that for 10 seconds. And it's safe to say the fucking pump, <laughs> the fucking pump was tremendous my shit was blew the fuck out like the lactic acid buildup was insane like got up and like could barely stand on my legs type shit <laughs> and i don't i don't think i don't believe training is about to kind of go back into the overtraining shit just to fucking go as hard as you fucking possibly can because shout out to don i've done that i've <laughs> i've done fucking two and a half three hour chest workouts and like went all the way the fuck in like on a monday and then the next day like had no energy to do anything like even shit outside of the gym and then still was back in the gym and i'm not advocating that i'm just telling you like what i did and i say shout out to don because he was a part of that phase we we're just in there getting after it shout out to all my fucking people bro um shout out to andrew rob uh jared kahari uh, Hatch, um, Caleb, um, Alonzo, uh, and not, I don't want people to f shout out to Chris, um, shout out to the other Chris, um, you guys know who you are, obviously. I don't want people to feel any type of way, and that's why I didn't even want to mention names, but as soon as I mentioned Don, I'm like, fuck, gotta shout out the rest of the homies. That being said, no one feel any type of way if you guys are watching this, especially if you're supporting me because I love you and I appreciate you and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, don't, I don't want anybody to feel any type of way about me not like shouting them out. I just shouted out 
a couple of the homies in the immediate squad because I mentioned one of them. Uh, yeah, and I have unconditional love for everyone. I love everybody. Anyway, that being said, uh, it was a fucking great workout. I typically do not train that way as far as like <clears throat> chest, arms, and legs. It typically would be like maybe chest and arms or like a push-pull legs type split or like something along those lines. 